When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's Tuesday's number seventh. I'm Jeff Schwartz alongside Gabe Gill. And this is Jeff Schwartz this morning. You're powered by the Varsity Podcast Network. We just finished watching Monday Night Football. And Gabe, the Patriots hater, is very, very upset at New England going to Buffalo and winning a game that set back the forward pass 14 to 10. We'll talk about the Patriots, talk about the Chiefs, talk about the AFC, got some NFC stuff as well. Uh, but the top of the AFC is the New England Patriots and the Kansas City Chiefs and the favorite. According to the gambling markets, is those Kansas City Chiefs? We'll talk about all that. Some over unders. Um, at some point, maybe we'll touch on on Oregon's coach being uh, now the Miami Hurricanes coach. Touched a little bit that yesterday, but uh, but Gabe, you're you're very distraught, buddy. Oh, maybe maybe uh, in addition to all those things you just mentioned, maybe we could just spill a bucket of paint and then watch it dry for the next four hours, and then when it's done, it, it could just look like a giant pile of poop. What the hell was that? So even the Manning brothers couldn't make that interesting. So the Patriots and Bills played a game with the wind blowing at 40 miles an hour, uh, basically left to right on your screen. So it was going, it wasn't like swirling from side to side. It was going basically of the direction of the stadium. Um, And so you could basically conduct an offense to one side of the field and the other side you could not. And New England ran the ball. Uh, let's count this up here. 46 times. That includes a couple kneel, kneel downs at the end. So what would that be? That'd be like 44 times, I believe. There were two kneel downs for 200 and, and about 20 yards. Mac Jones was two for three for 19 yards. He had one pass attempt in the first half. They went 14-10. This was, I, I'm not sure another, another team in the NFL could pull off what the Patriots just did. They ran the ball every play and the bills knew they had to run the ball and it didn't stop at all. The bills only scored a touchdown off a muff punt. That was barely even a muff punt. It was It grazed off the helmet of, of Harry. It, this was, 
a masterclass by the master of all masters, one Bill Belichick. Why do you have to say it that way? Why will everyone say it that way all day Tuesday and forever? That was disgusting. If people wondered whether Bill Belichick has some weird deal with the devil, remember that game a bunch of years ago where it was like a sleet storm right up until the moment his team had the ball at Foxborough? This was his dream scenario for this game. Just gusts of wind and no reason to let a rookie even think about throwing it. He controls the weather. We, I, I'm done. I can't, I can't live like this any longer with this guy. Uh, it, it seems like he gets a lot of breaks, but he takes advantage of those breaks too. I mean, Buffalo is at home. You have to figure they can control the line of scrimmage and they have a quarterback that can run and move. And obviously that helped a little bit today. Uh, Josh Allen has that strong arm. You expect in the wind for some of that to be used. Um, it was at times, uh, but there was a drop pass by Diggs. There was a drop pass by Knox. It was hard to catch the ball, put it like that. But yes, not pretty, Gabe, but a win. And New England, again, as I mentioned, now sit at the top of the AFC before their bye week at 9-4. and four. Uh, They might have the one seed. They might have the bye they're probably going to win the division at the minimum. Buffalo now drops all the way down to seven. It's seven and five. Behind Kansas City, who's eight and four as they streak up. So, oh, it was almost take away other than this is a New England win. Like, this is, we, I feel a little bit, a little bit angry that I had to stay up to co- record this to watch that game. Like, we feel like we could have just skipped this <laughs> and you recorded earlier today. But again, I mean, New England's nine and four, man. Like, they're, everyone can out Bill Belichick after last season. Tom Brady won the divorce and, I mean, Gabe, I know you hate it. I know you hate them, but playing good football, buddy. Dude, in a Pop Warner game, that wouldn't have been good football. That was disgusting to watch. Just despicable. They've won won seven in a row. I don't really know how you – I mean, some games aren't going to be pretty, but when it was needed to run the football and and, and play keep away, play field position, they did better than anyone else. No team in the Super Bowl era has ever attempted fewer passes. Why pass the ball when when you're when you run the ball so well, dude? Ugh. I can't even imagine what it would be like to be part of this organization, and I have no idea how you. You're a joyful guy, Jeff. I've been around you. You 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 like to smile and laugh. Yeah. How can anyone associated with this team have any joy in their life? Well, the joy in football is winning. Oh God! You saw Dan Campbell. Get a win this weekend with the Lions and Jared Goff. Jared Goff, I did not know, had already won. But well, I think won. we know how Jared Goff finds joy in life. He but that's for a different podcast. He won. He won twice yesterday. He sure did. But uh, winning is fun, Gabe, because this league and playing the league can be very miserable, and you spend all this time preparing each week mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever you want to say, for a game. And winning makes it fun. It's okay. Like I promise you they're having fun um, because of their seven-game win streak. Like that, That's, a, that's fun. Um, so, I mean, you can hate it. I, I know you do. But winning is fun. Mac Jones tonight wore like a scuba suit, I believe, underneath underneath his uh, his uniform tonight, which is a, which what Tom Brady did in cold weather. He could have been underwater. It wouldn't have made a difference. He didn't have to move. He didn't have to do anything. He might as well have played the game in a pool. 
He was not a part of this game. I don't understand. Do, do they not have coaches in Buffalo? Did no one else see that this was probably going to be what happened? They couldn't do anything to prepare for this? Three passing attempts? 40-plus runs and they got nothing? They can't do anything against that? Josh Allen's the most mobile quarterback in the league. They can't make him run? Is this whole thing rigged against the rest of us for the Patriots? What, what world am I living in right now? I mean, again, you... you this is more, in my opinion, on the Bills' inability to stop the run tonight and not force the Patriots out of their plan at all. Like this is—it's not really. I mean, look, I, I'm I'm heavy on Belichick tonight because I, I like the coach, but also just to piss you off. But also, this is, in my opinion, more of a failure of the Bills. Like the Bills knew what they were doing, what what uh, what they yes. were doing, and could, just had no answer for it till like the very end. Uh, I mean, it was it was just disgusting, and and so now I have to ask this question. I can't, I, I can't even believe I'm going to ask this, but this is really what's happening now. Here we are. we got about a third of the season left. And you know what is just absolutely the most likely scenario? The, the worst possible thing I can possibly imagine. Worse than tonight. A Brady-Belichick Super Bowl. That's what it looks like is going to happen. It's that bad. It, it does seem like we're heading that direction. Um, I will say, though, you know, obviously things change a little bit. When the playoffs come around, so I, I'm not, I, I'm not sure that um, that I just wouldn't be so certain that they make the Super Bowl. I mean, the I said the Chiefs are the favorite right now, so um, again, I, I don't think it's a, a guarantee to make the Super Bowl. But, but yeah, I mean, it, they're on a path to at least not this year, but next year be a favorite. Oh God. Is this Bill Bell? I'm asking questions that the team put in a rundown. I, I can't even believe I'm saying these effing words. Is this Bill Belichick's best coaching season ever? Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, not. I mean, not yet. They haven't won a Super Bowl yet. But I think that Oof. what he's done with, I think it's his best free agency year ever. His ability to add Matthew Judon uh, and Hunter Henry and obviously get Mac Jones in there. Um, Hunter Henry, was he a running back? Does he block? Uh, he, do, he does do some blocking. Yeah, he must um, do a lot of blocking because then no one catches the ball. But we don't throw the ball in 2021. New England has 11 days off right now for oh. the next game, and the Bills are back a game and a half in the AFC East, and they go to Tampa Bay this weekend. So uh, Tom can do his, his old buddy a, a favor here and beat the Buffalo this weekend, and the, the Patriots need like one more win, and they're in, they're in the AFC East. Okay, well – I just know that the beginning of the season, Matt and I, in our preview show, put money on New England to be over the win total to win the AFC East. So we will make oh, money. Great. It might be the only I'm wager. So happy we've for won. you. It's only it might be the only wager we've won all year. But I feel good about that one. Well, I'm really, really happy for you. Uh, I'm done talking about the Bills forever. That was the most disgraceful thing I've ever seen on a Monday night game. That was just absurd that that's what they could come up with. Three passing attempts the whole game they have 11 days off maybe they'll come up with a scheme where they throw the ball some wild amount like four times in a game how does this team keep doing this to us it's just oh god it's because they're well coached i mean i i was joking jeff and there's a segue here to our next topic which doesn't bother me as much might bother you I was joking on Twitter that if Bill Belichick had directed Top Gun, it wouldn't have had planes in it. 
<laughs> would have just been a bunch of maverick dialogue or some boring I, ass shit. I get that reference. Thank you. So uh, this would have been just ships, just ships just, at sea. Just guys sitting around on boats talking about stuff. Maybe there'd have been a volleyball game, but they all would have been wearing like parkas or something. It, it just, he just is the does, worst. Does anyone play volleyball and like, whether they're in jeans in that movie, right? No one yeah, plays volleyball shirtless in jeans. jeans. Yeah, that's, yeah, that feels unfair, unrealistic. Um, so, uh, that's where we are. Did Top Gun 2 ever come out, by the way? I saw previews it's coming. for it. Oh, it's still, it's, coming. it's still like not there yet. Not there yet, man. It's coming. I'm looking forward to that. I need a day off from the podcast when that movie comes oh, out. Geez. That's the first time I'm going back to a movie theater. Top Gun. Get I'm, ready. I'm going to my first, uh, well, I guess my second, my first uh, indoor basketball game. I haven't been in two years this week. All right. Get it, big man. I just went to the, the, the Big Ten title game. That was fun. Um, we're, I'm reintroducing myself, but movie—I wasn't a big movie guy. The last movie I saw in theaters was uh, what's that gambling movie with uh, Sandler? The one with uh, mm-hmm. oh, Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems, yeah, yeah. Um, that was—I saw it by myself on Christmas, I think, or New Year's Eve, something like that. And um, funny enough, also the last movie I saw in a the theater. That movie's frenetic. It makes you yeah. I almost had a heart attack. It's, I was, I, and you also can't place a three-team parlay like that or three-leg parlay like that. No, but that wasn't really that important. I, I felt like I've never done any serious drugs, Jeff. I don't think you have either. I That's what I imagine it's like to do some of the crazier drugs that people like to do, that movie. I am just high on life. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm high on the Patriots game plan tonight, running the football, establish the run his back, baby. All right, well, let me bring you down a little bit. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase our boy Colin Cowherd because this show is all about straightening out some silly takes every now and then. Colin's got a saying, okay? Boring wins. So boring just one Monday night, clearly. But boring is also winning for your Chiefs, the team that used to be the most exciting team in maybe an NFL history, is now the most boring team other than the Patriots. And it's working magic for him. Their offense is a snooze fest, but their defense is suddenly a world beater. Jeff, I don't know what the hell happened, but they're winners of five straight. And they're obviously the only other team in the yeah. AFC worth talking about beyond the Pats. Well, what happened is their defense got a lot better. Um, you know, the last five games or five game win streak, they've allowed 17. Now, again, this is the Giants. So Daniel Jones, backup, uh, uh, Jordan Love, seven points. Then they played... Um, uh, Derek Carr allowed 14. Dak Prescott allowed nine. And then obviously the Broncos, they allowed nine as well. Uh, but offensively, they have only scored over uh, over 20 offensive points once in the last five games. And they had a defensive touchdown to get to 22 against the Broncos. Let's start with, with defensively, Gabe. I, I thought it was kind of silly, and I said this along on the podcast for months. It was silly to just assume the defense is going to be the worst ever on paper after four weeks and with the players they have and the coaches they have. And Steve Spagnuolo, the defense coordinator, typically gets better throughout the season. 2019, the year they won the Super Bowl, their defense wasn't good for the first half of the season. All of a sudden, it kind of clicked about the bye week. And what he's done this year is they've simplified the scheme, not so much man coverage. They've made some roster adjustments. Daniel Sorensen, 49, who had the interception, is out of the lineup more often. He was getting torched, right? Cannot be in man coverage. Put Thornhill in there, interception against Teddy as well. Uh, they, they're playing Willie Gay more, and he's he's been healthy. Hitchens has been healthy at linebacker. They moved Frank Clark, excuse me, not Frank Clark, Chris Jones back inside to, to D-tackle has been very impressive. Melvin Ingram been a huge – Steelers traded away a, a, like a starting defensive end. It's wild to me. In the, in the conference, he's been good. So defense has, has picked up the slack. And here's a, Everyone's talking about the offense, so let's talk about the offense. 
it's a offense. It's offense playing with with no confidence right now, Gabe. Um, and th- there's good reason for that. They they will have moments where it looks like it should, but they have way too many moments where it doesn't, and that that really um, I think becomes kind of this like this issue where it kind of just perpetuates over and over again. So here's what it is, Gabe. I've said this before. When you have a bad player or two in offense, you can scheme up around that guy. So let's say your right tackle's bad. I remember my first start in the NFL in 2009. We played the Vikings on Sunday Night Football. They had Ray Edwards, who was blocking, and then Jared Allen over the left tackle. And in uh, the Williams brothers, a defense tackle. And my coach were terrified of me. It was my first start in the NFL. Sunday Night Football, by the way, too. So they devised a whole game plan to make sure that I had help and if I and and all this stuff, right? One guy, just one guy, just me, easy to do. But the problem is with the Chiefs. How do you game plan for drops, bad throws, turnovers, penalties, more drops? Like, how do you you don't game plan for that, right? And so that's the problem right now is they're having too many of these self-inflicted errors. Chris Collinsworth mentioned it. You know, Mahomes' mechanics at times gets really lax, and those balls kind of sail on him a little bit. I think the offensive line does a really good job, actually. Their their center, Creed Humphreys, is, is I think they do a good job, but um, you know, they they do too far too many things where they run sideways and just a scheme. It's not really their fault. They get negative plays in that situation, and they just look like an offense that has no confidence, Gabe. And I don't know why they they should right now. However, they do have drives where they look great, and it's like okay, well, if you can do that return to that form, but it's a week 12 now that feels unlikely to happen. But if it does, and we keep holding on to hope because of the players they have and the quarterback they have, and the coach they have, they're going to win the AFC. But I don't know if that's going to happen because what happens if they play Buffalo in or New England? That team scores 24 points. The Chiefs haven't shown the ability to keep up right now. So it's really odd to see Chiefs often struggle like this. Um, but the pieces are there. The parts are there. They can figure out how to stop dropping the ball, turning it over, uh, penalties. Then they're going to be back. But I will caution you for the last time. It's week 12, man. If it's not happening now, it's probably, excuse me, it's week 13, right? Week 13. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't happen now, it's probably not happening this season, Gabe. Okay. Well, <clears throat> whether or not it's going to happen, I think you have taught me that it isn't just like a hot take thing to say that like momentum and confidence and these sort of easy things for fans to point at actually kind of do matter a little bit to an offense. So Ryan Clark knows offense, knows defense real well, said on ESPN, offensively, no one is scared of this team anymore. So forget about what they can do on, on in their practice and their scheme. Do other teams just not freak out anymore all the trick plays all the crazy stuff pat does it doesn't intimidate anyone anymore uh i would i think teams if, if they weren't afraid they would send more pressure at pat and they would and they're sitting back in zone coverage like i don't think they're that that would tell you that they are afraid of getting beat deep right because a couple plays here or there that he hits in a game and now you're down 14 points right i, I think that afraid might you know are they afraid of pat in this offense no, but they also know that it can it can just flip a switch and you get score a bunch of points. That's why I'm sitting back in zone. Chiefs have to get them out of zone by running the football and kind of completing underneath passes. But they're not going to do it if they score you know 15 offensive points. 
Maybe they should try uh, only passing three times in a whole game. See if that works. I would love it. They do well with. They did do well doing that. How about this? You you were right in pointing out in the first half of the year. You told everyone to chill, and that sort of there'd be a correction to the mean, and that some of the turnovers and some of the weird plays were just sort of fluky. And over the course of sixteen, seventeen games, it would balance out. And you were mostly right about that. But in the last five games, no quarterback has thrown more off target throws. Then Pat Mahomes, he has 37 of them. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's kind of stat guys like you pay attention to. I wouldn't normally, but there's that number for you. Does that tell you something? Yeah, and, and Collinsworth mentioned this on the broadcast, right? It's just that the arm angles and, and some of the, the things he's doing just aren't really Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, there was talk about just, you know, just kind of like, off the field factors that have kind of maybe played into mentally preparing uh, this year in, in a different way, which he had a baby, man. Like things are like as much, as much help as you can have for a kid, Gabe, nanny or light nurse. I don't know what their situation is. Life is different with a kid. Like it just is. I mean, uh, you have, you Jeff, have three. Like, are you trying to trigger me even more? How much I, more triggered do I, I saw, need by to the be way, after that Pats game? I, I saw, by the way, um, did you, did you drive like across the country by yourself? Now, you're referencing uh, an Instagram post that my wife put out where she sold me out and made me look bad to my friends. And and uh, no, we were in San Francisco for Thanksgiving. And then I made the very strategic, calculated decision that instead of trying to drive three young children all the way across yeah. the state on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, rather, I would put my wife and the kids on a one-hour flight on Monday morning, first thing, so they could still get to school and she could go to work. And then I would drive by myself, the hero that I am, all day just slogging along the five. And so I am a hero and she got the easy way. Out. I thought I thought the post said that she traveled from like to like across the country, like New York City or something. No, 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 no. She'd oh. like you to believe that. She flew, what is it, 45 minutes from San Francisco to LA? Oh. Nothing. Oh, wow. We, oh, yeah. She, she put you out to draw on that one. Oh, I totally got sold out. She's putting up pictures of me as if I'm doing yoga and enjoying myself. It's a it's a total slanderous post on behalf of my wife. Okay, I thought I thought you drove like I was like Gabe didn't tell me he was in New York and he drove all the way across no, no. country. No, okay. no, 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 no. Um, she she was really selling me out. But Pat, what's so how old is Pat's kid? Like six, eight months. Ah, oh, you know he's he's screwed, man. Why don't why haven't we? This is the take. Why haven't we been talking about this all year long? I think his kid. I I think his kid's that old. Um. So yeah, I I look, I don't know if that's the reason why, but obviously there's something. There's just something a little off. I thought he actually looked the best scrambling on that touchdown he had all season. He doesn't move quite the same this year. And again, he's like 24, man. Like this will be fine. Like there's all these people that are like, oh, his career. He's gonna be fine. I don't know, 25, 20, I don't know how old he is. He's, he's, he's super young. He's he's eight years younger than Taysom Hill, probably. And so, <laughs> I, I, I again, I think Ryan Clark is right that they're not feared, but I do think that teams think to themselves, hey, we can't let them get started, or we can't let them, you know, kind of get things going. But pause for the Chiefs, man. These two young offensive linemen are, who Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith are great. Thank you, Hank, for doing the, the legwork on this. A nine-month-old daughter, nine-month-old daughter. Um, I I don't know. It's just speculation that you know maybe you know just you know there's obviously things in his personal life that have led to some, uh, but I I can't confirm me that. I'm just saying that he's got a young kid, and you know how this is with kids, man. It's it's hard, dude. It doesn't matter how much help you have. You cannot. Your brain doesn't work 
for the first year of a baby's life. And and I'm sure everything's okay in their household. I hope everyone's healthy. But no matter what, no matter how good you have it, your brain is broken for the first year of your child's life. Mine is still broken. I'm I'm almost four years yeah, you, into this. You, got, you have three kids and twins. Though. I mean, the twins make it, I think, like 25 times as hard. I don't even know. Well, then fade the fade the Chiefs if Pat ever has twins. Let me tell you. <laughs> but I, I I I'm just trying to find ways to, to to think about why this year hasn't been the same for him. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, no, it, it's probably just stuff happens but in like, the field. Yeah, but I mean, it's it just he's just mechanically not as good as this year as he has been in previous years. And again, maybe the off season. I think he had a foot surgery, or I don't know. Maybe maybe he's having a bad year. It's okay. I I think, but. Again, I go back to there are times he looks really good. I think Chiefs fans are hoping that those are the times he can get back because if they get if they find some sort of rhythm here down the stretch, Gabe, I mean, they're they're gonna they're gonna win the AFC. So down the stretch, they have they go they play the Raiders at home this weekend. They're they're gonna win that game at Los Angeles. Play the Chargers. Who knows? No idea uh, what Chargers team shows up. Steelers at home. They're gonna win that game at the Bengals. Important game, but the Bengals have shown they cannot be trusted in any big game. Anytime we think they're good, they cannot be trusted. And they end with uh, at the Broncos. Um, season ends so late this year, January 9th. So they're eight and four now. Not going to be any worse than than twelve and five. Well, I mean, you just very casually gave them some wins that I, I don't know if every one of those is a slam dunk. I mean, the Chargers is not an easy game. The Steelers have been spoiling all kinds of people's seasons. Yeah, but the Steelers are, the Steelers are at home. This game's at Arrowhead. I don't know, man. Big Ben, one last hurrah. How about this? How about talk about, how about spoilers? Without anyone really paying any attention, the Miami Dolphins are going to screw the whole AFC up. They're on a heater, man. And Tua, statistically speaking, Hank wants me to tell you about all these stats comparing Tua to Mahomes. Even I'm not crazy enough on this show to do that. Well, Tua, Tua, Tua has a lot of of, uh, of RPO yards. There are a lot of yards in there that are uh, very schemed up. Very well, wherever they come from, he's so, putting up some numbers that are better than your boy Pat. Miami's won five in a row after losing seven in a row. They have a bye. Jets, Saints, Titans, Patriots. Yeah, that Patriots game is going to mean a whole lot in the AFC. Yeah, so they they could realistically get to get to that ten and seven or nine and seven range, and that probably puts them in the playoffs. But Buffalo right now is you know, and so we'll see. I'm I'm curious to see how this goes for them. They're overcoming some injuries, and uh, we'll see. All right, so so let's stay in the AFC and talk about one of the other teams that is kind of paying attention to what happens with the Pats and the Chiefs, and that's the Ravens. So obviously, a wild end to that game. Uh, they have to go for two, as we find out later. They they go for two and the win, and they don't convert, and so they lose to the Steelers. So suddenly the Ravens, who kind of had a death grip on the AFC, are just kind of one of the teams in the hunt. They have 14 players out for the season, including now Marlon Humphrey. That's a killer. We already knew they had no running backs and a whole bunch of other guys beat up. I don't really know what the hell to make of the Ravens, Um but their division is trash still. An unpredictable pile of trash. So can they just sort of limp their way to relevance? Are they, can they just be coached well enough to play with this many guys down? Not anymore. There's too many guys being hurt. Too many guys. Too many guys, yeah. 14 I, I, was too many. Well, no, no, no. I've said for a couple of weeks now, we're starting to see a little bit of a decline in, in their offensive production. Um, you know, Lamar is trying to do too much, in my opinion, but I get why he's trying to do it because no one's healthy. Offensive line's not healthy. Wide receivers in and out of lineup. 
no running backs to play with. And teams are just like, you know what? We don't we don't really trust your offensive line. We're going to blitz you. We're going to get after you. I mean, the last four weeks, 10 points, 16, and I was with a backup quarterback, 16 and 19. Um, and I've mm-hmm. said for a while now that, you know, I, at least early in the season, I had Lamar as MVP because he was carrying a team full of injuries. Yeah. But eventually, Gabe, it just catches up to you. And we're at that point now with the Ravens. They're, the efficiency numbers aren't good. They're in the 20s right now. Uh, really, the upper 20s, low teens. And I get why he went for two and they had a guy open. It just didn't happen. But think about the, the, the games they've had this year. They beat the, the Browns 16 to 10. They came back against the Bears in the backup quarterback to win at the last second. Shellacked by the Dolphins. Beat the Vikings, I believe, in overtime. That's another an overtime win. They beat the Chargers, smoked them. Colts, do you remember? They had to come back in that game, right? They were down yeah. big and Clay's came out to block a kick. They beat the Lions in week three on a Justin Tucker historically long game-winning field goal. And the Chiefs would have won that game if, if, if CHE didn't fumble, right? So they got a little bit of luck. It might be going back in that direction now. I don't think they're a contender at all in the AFC. Okay. I can't talk you into thinking they're a contender. I've just been kind of amazed by what Harbaugh has been able to do. Oh, it's, it's been a it's good a year great, to be a Harbaugh. It's, it's, a great, it's a great coaching job by him. There's no yeah. doubt about it. The NFC North is AFC, AFC North is interesting because – Again, every time the Bengals get a little bit of love, they lose to the Jets, Chargers. I'm curious how they kind of handle this. The Browns are last in that division because the Steelers have a bye. I was explaining to my dad why buys can basically count as like half wins. He's trying because he's like, well, what? How come a team has more wins, but the team with the buy with the with the tie is ahead of them in the standings? It's that's why the tie the tie is. Uh, the tie is like a half win. It's kind of odd how that's calculated. I don't, you, you just confused the hell out of me. I feel like you're dead right now. Okay, so like the Browns are six and six, yeah. and the Steelers were five, five and one. Right. And they and the Steelers were ahead of the Browns in like NBC's standings the other night. Oh yeah. Okay. But the Browns have one more win. They also have one more loss. So if you those go like if those you you cancel those out, they have zero points basically, and the Steelers have half a point because they have that tie. Does that make sense? I, uh, but again, I mean, it's just like a weird thing. Like the tie will help the Steelers in in the end. Put it like that. Yeah, that way. When you put it that way, yes, that's obvious. Yeah. So Bengals, we're gonna say in the you know the sophomore bowl between Herbert and Burrow, which was fun, but Herbert looked better. Ooh. And I don't know why, especially since you love Justin Herbert so much. I don't know why you keep just sort of brushing off my Chargers. They look good, man. Uh, sometimes. They go well, back. what do they have to do to impress you enough? Because I know that the right side of their line and some spots in their defense. Well, they're, and, they're know, just, like, it's just so up and down, dude. Like it's every week, even within games, it's so up and down. I think that's football this year. I think everyone is up and down. We, I've, fair, I can't fair. remember a more up and down season in my lifetime. Right I also up, can't yeah. remember most of the last four years as we've already covered. So who knows? But... Yeah, I yeah, I I'm with you. It's been it's it has been an extremely odd year. All right. Well, the the Bengals who we're sort of touching on who are up and down as much as anyone, they get the Niners who are very up and down. They don't even know which quarterback they want. If you go on Twitter and you try to just sort of see what the pulse of Niners fans is, I'd say it's all Trey Lance time, but Jimmy's got them still technically kind of competing for yeah. the playoffs. So 
What do you do if you're the 49ers or can we just not talk about the 49ers? It's really your call. Uh, I mean, Jimmy G obviously lost the game in Seattle that they wanted to win. I don't know, man. It seems very unlikely Trey plays much this year unless they're out of the, they're out of the playoff hunt. That's what, yeah, know. I'm thinking that they kind of don't think they really have a guy who's ready at this point because they obviously well, want to well, pull Jimmy, the trigger. Well, Jimmy G's ready. It's just, it's just that right. Lance is not ready. Yeah. Well, uh, this draft has been a weird one, by the way. Just looking at how it all played out for the, all those quarterbacks. Um, so many misses, actually, is what it looks like right now. And then the one guy who didn't miss is only allowed to throw the ball three times in the biggest game of the year. But, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll put a rest to the A block, take a quick break, come back and move the line our little over-under game. We get some fun ones for you, uh, including Minshew Mania. It's coming back. In a big way, Jeff. It and some is, Top Gun it references. Is, it is back, baby. All right, let's do that on the other side of this break. We'll be right back. Jeff, we're back. We're moving the line. we got a few more minutes here to cover a few over-unders I made up. Uh, Over-under, 65% chance we just watched Ben Roethlisberger's last win at Heinz Field. Ooh, give me the schedule. Do you have the rest of the schedule? No, I don't do that kind of research, Jeff. That's oh. for you to do. No, I have it. Their last two home games are Tennessee and Cleveland. They'll, they'll split those games, I think. So, so you think there's one more Big Ben celebration in Pittsburgh this season? Yeah, yeah, one, one more, and then he'll be shipped off. Um, I think there's a chance. People talk about this. Um, I know the next over-under is Gardner Minshew. There's a little bit of scuttlebutt of Gardner Minshew to the Steelers next year. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Let's let's just slide right into that, uh, Gardner Minshew. Over under two and a half more starts for the Eagles for Gardner Minshew this season. What do you think? Think they keep oh, him in looked, there? He looked good, man. No, I think, I think yeah. when Hurts is when Hertz is back, uh, he'll, he'll play. So I would say under. Under. They kind of have to go with Hurts, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But this is definitely going to be a Minshew offseason, isn't it? It's like it's oh, just the, shaped up. He's going to be the guy you talked about. Did, did, you see, did you see him and his dad after the game? I did. Oh, I have a take on that. Okay. We've already talked about Top Gun. I think, so we know he dressed up sort of like Maverick, right? That's what yeah. the jacket was all about and the glasses. I think if you go watch certain scenes from that movie, there's a scene when he gets out of the plane, he does like a big bear hug high yeah. five with Goose. I think he was trying to recreate that scene. His dad didn't understand that's what he's doing. It wasn't just that he loves football or whatever everyone was tweeting. He was just being a maniac trying to do a meme. And I think his dad didn't realize how about that take? Maybe. Google it, Jeff. But I'll say that I think he was just very fired up. I mean, an hour after the game, take, taking a shower. He's changed pants. We got we got tracksuit pants on. I don't think that's I don't think that's just being fired up. I, I think that we'll find out if I he, think he was doing it for the gram, Jeff. Doing it for the gram. Garter Mitchell, a big gram guy. Didn't expect well, that. you know, or Twitter. But point is, I think he knew what he was doing. I don't think that was emotional. I mean, are we gonna get? Are we gonna get a? Are we gonna get a like a, a a confirmation from him? Well, I think if somebody has the guts to ask him the tough questions in Philly, this is if I'm a journalist, this is what I'm asking about. I want to know. I think go watch it. Go go on to Twitter and create a tweet and then search uh, gifs for Top Gun and tell me you don't think that the high five and hug between. Mav and Goose isn't what Gardner Minshew was going for with his dad. Right, you go. tell me. 
Let's go. Let's go look at this. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a minute, and while you do, Maverick I'll ask you this hug. question: Maverick Goose Hug. Yeah. While you do it, and and audience, please, you make up your own mind. Don't take it from me. Go look it up, uh, Jeff. While you do that, though, I want to know: Is there any chance we see two playoff teams come out of the NFC East? We think the Cowboys are in. Can the Eagles or Washington sneak in? Eagles have an easy schedule, but that Giants loss is going to loom really, really large. Washington, man, I don't, I don't, I know that that there is an excitement from our producer about Washington. Same with Matt, but man, I they they win some ugly games. Yeah, I'm not buying Washington. I'm buying the Eagles because their schedule, but they have to continue to to win. You said the hug or the high five. Well, they're kind of one and the same, Jeff. It's a whole moment with Goose. But he he kind of like punched his dad, though. That's right. He didn't really do it right. But also, I, the the scene itself has a little bit more aggressive Tom Cruise going at it kind of in it. I'm telling you, Jeff, this is what it is. Philly journalists get on the case. I guess so. I, I'm miffed by this uh, this uh, Top Gun reference. But uh, all right, what's, okay. what's next? Next is... Over under 70% odds, Jeff speaks fluent Cooper Cup. Can we play the clip, please, of Cooper Cup talking about, I don't know what the hell, but Jeff, I'm sure you will understand it. Touchdown specifically, your defender went and blitzed. What did you see there? How were you able to, to use that to your advantage? Yeah, they said a little three deep fire zone, brought the nickel off the edge, safety dropped down. Uh, it didn't look like they were doing a replacement fire zone, so I knew at the back away we were going to get three pushing through. Um, I had an opportunity to kind of run in there if I could beat my guy and just had to beat the safety to the end zone. Yeah, basically he said that that they ran a field pressure um, and they just never filled that zone back in. So he just kind of ran into the unfilled zone of the defense. That's all that was? Essentially, yeah. This is that was a, a lot of words on, to say that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what uh, he's talking about, yeah. Okay. Well, I, like most people, heard that and were like, the man's a genius. He's, he's operating on a different level. Uh, because if you play fantasy football, Cooper Cup is your god. Uh, so you're just saying he's like, uh, you know, pretty average knowledge kind of guy and just said it the way that football players say it instead of the way we speak. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just fan. I just, I just went and looked at a quote, the actual quote of what he said. Exactly what he said. Yeah. He just, he just, he leaves it. They left empty space in downfield and he, no one just filled that area. So he just ran into the area and caught the ball and kept running. Okay. So there you go. Jeff Schwartz is smarter than you, everybody. Uh, odds uh, over under 20% chance Jared Goff doesn't care about the Lions season because, as we all saw, he is already winning. Oh, man. I was unaware of this of this relationship uh, being uh, a thing. I just remember his rookie season. We saw him with his shirt off. Now, I, to be fair, I am also pretty good with my shirt off, and my wife is good looking. So I guess I really can't. I really can't. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, the, the the winning has already happened uh, for for old Jared Goff there. Um, I love how people were like under the comment like like how like oh she's not a good girlfriend she didn't watch the game live and I'm like uh, she's working like let her can can you let her work please so uh, good good for Jared Goff I mean look he needs some wins in life obviously uh, he got two wins yesterday or more yep. Uh... I think what th- this raised, and for anyone who has not seen, go on Twitter and uh, just, well, you don't even have to put anything more than Goff in because it'll take you right to what you need. What I'm kind of amazed by is that why is he even still playing football? Like, why isn't he just on that beach right now? Well, he I don't know how long it's going to be till he's done playing football. 
Well, I would speed it up if I were him. I, he's wasting time right now. <laughs> Jared Goff. Oh, man. You remember, remember the thing about him on that hard knocks the first season he was in the NFL? Was that like, was that he was like too, like, too skinny or too dumpy or something like that for a quarterback's body? It's like, he's a quarterback. Who cares what he looks like, his body looks like? I mean, all I remember is him having like a chipping thing in his backyard. Oh, yeah. He has, he does have that. That's, Extreme. I'm not. I don't like anything that much that needed chipping. Like I, I don't. I just need some TVs in my house and good Wi-Fi. Jeff, you had a chicken coop in your backyard. Had because they all got murked, and it was not my decision to have chicken coop. It's my wife's, and poor things. Just a raccoon got them, and then a hawk and an owl, and. Um, but I'm just. I'm just saying. Like for the first two years I knew you, you were doing this elaborate redesign of your like resort backyard. Uh, let's just be honest about this. Jared Goff has maybe an extreme pitching and putting setup, but your backyard setup's pretty elaborate. Yeah, my pool's large. Um, and uh, I need to put a gazebo up, but it's expensive right now. <laughs> I, I, I just want to cover like the I want to cover like the bar area, but prices to construct stuff is so expensive that there's no point in doing that right now um no my la- my backyard's pretty awesome it's a, my pool's like 40 by 27 it's ridiculous i but i'm not a golf person so like i don't need to put a, a putting green in there my brother's gonna i think my brother's he's building a house and he's gonna put a bunch of golf so he's gonna put a golf sim he dug mitch dug into the basement like they actually like had brought excavators into his basement to dig out the, the concrete basement to put enough, to have enough room, he can put his golf sim down there. He is a hardcore golf. I'm just not, golf to me is like out, just go outside, have a cigar and hang out with your buddy. Like it's not, it's, I'm not good at it. How many strokes has Mitch given you in uh, 18 holes? Um, we played this year one time. He beat me by uh, 10 strokes. Okay. So five aside is a fair number, you think? That sounds too complicated. What, what is five aside? I don't know what that means. Oh, see, now I'm like Cooper Cup. I'm not. You used to golf a bunch. I don't. I don't like. I don't do business golfing. The handicap says he'll give you on the five toughest holes per side per nine holes. He's going to give you a stroke on those holes. So if he gets a four and you get a five on those holes, you're actually not even. Yeah, I don't think we play like that. But sure. Okay. Well, you know who should play that way? <laughs> Alabama versus the whole rest of the field in college football. College basketball, though, also becoming a problem. If you hate Alabama, you're going to hate what I'm about to tell you. Yeah. Uh, number 16, as of the recording of this show, Alabama beat number three, Gonzaga, in college basketball. So over under 10% chance the Tide win both football and basketball in the same calendar well, it's year. it's under not winning basketball, but it's a big win for them. Um, the basketball championship is too hard to predict because there is a tournament and the tournament requires you to win six games in a row, maybe seven, for the play-in game. And like, in any given day, you just can't have a bad shooting day, and you're out of the tournament. You know, last year Gonzaga was the favorite; they lost to Baylor. This year, it's Gonzaga, Duke, the two favorites again. I would imagine um, UCLA is going to be up there as well as a favorite. Uh, I mean, to, to assume Alabama's going to win, I think would now. I, I just wouldn't put money on it. It just feels like right. not a smart wager at the moment. Well, uh, I hear you, and it sounds like what you're telling me is college football needs a 12-team playoff because 
This just Alabama screws around during the regular season. This is the is year. It. This is the year for twelve team playoff, buddy. I'll tell you that. This is the exact year to do it, just because of the craziness. I mean, are you telling me that that people want to play Utah right now? Hell no, no. So hey, um, you brought it. You brought us here. I have to ask this, and we'll end the show. And you can go to sleep, and I'm gonna just go pace around my house, probably having a drink or two uh, to get rid of the stench in my mouth from that Patriots game. Mario Cristobal officially out. When we did our Monday show, it wasn't official. Now Tuesday show, it's official. He's going to Miami. How do you feel? Uh, I, I'm glad it's over. I mean, it's um, it was a four day kind of wait period to see if Mario was going to leave. Um, I don't fault him. I don't, you know, it's just going back home. He actually, believe it or not, today did an interview with a local uh, Oregon radio station with John Canzano. I couldn't believe it. John texted him and he came on the show like no SID. He just came on to talk about how much he loved coaching at Oregon and how he's going back to coach in Miami and, and to give love to people at Oregon. I, I had no problem with him leaving. Obviously puts us in a bad spot trying to find a coach. We've had, we had a five star off the tackle decommit. We've had two, four stars decommit. I mean, it's, it's a bad place to be right now, but Marcus Ball said in the interview today, he has three top 10 classes in Eugene. So whoever takes that job will get a very talented roster. Some might leave. I don't know. I think that transferring is a little overhyped. Uh, Oklahoma has barely had any guys in the transfer portal since Lincoln Riley left. Oregon is a good football school. We've we've had four coaches win 10 games since, 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 since 2005. Three have made Rose Bowls. You could argue our 2017 was the best of them all. When Dennis got hurt, we made another Rose Bowl that year at the minimum. Maybe a BC championship game. We played two championship games. Like We fine, Gabe. Um, but it sucks to see your coach go. It's it's funny. People are like, you're so salty today. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Why would I not be? What's your reaction going to be? Oh, great. Great. The guy that has his fourth top 10, rec- you know, recruiting class, the guy that's won uh, in the last two full seasons, won 10 games and two conference championships and a Rose Bowl and beat Ohio State. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy he's leaving. Of course I'm a little salty. Not as salty, by the way, is our buddy Dan Rubenstein, who put together an incredible video. Uh, got him good. He got him good. So, uh, yeah, look, I don't I don't begrudge Mario. I, I don't like it, but good for him and good for his family. I know he's going back home. It's a tough job, man. Um, you know, in Oregon, you win 10 games every year. You're set for life. In Miami, they have they have not won the ACC Conference as joining in 2004. They have one single 10-win season and one New Year's Six Bowl in that time. Um, yes, the resources are going to be improved supposedly, but an Oregon answer to one person, Phil Knight and Miami, I don't know, answering to seven boosters, five of, of them are his old buddies. Like he's going to have buddies. He's going to have his phone blown up. All these dudes want to hang out with them. These boosters want to see him. Like it's going to be a little bit of a tougher job for all those reasons. Recruiting obviously plus there's more bodies there. Um, the conference is is down this year and maybe for the future. I don't know, but I don't know. Good for Mario in the end. And Oregon will find a coach and we'll be fine. I will say it's, it's just funny that people say to me like, well, Oregon, your Oregon's dead or USC's back. I go, we don't play USC. We played USC once in the last three years. And that was and that was a Pac-12 championship game. Uh, no, we beat them in, in 19. We played once in the regular season. That was in 19. We beat them. Um, we were also three against Washington. Oh, Chris Peterson. Oh, yeah, Mario beat him twice. Three against UCLA, two against USC. Like, we'll be fine, man. We'll be fine.
Okay, you keep telling yourself that. Why? What? So far, by the way, Lincoln Riley, your no, boy, just talk at USC, yourself into it. I know. Think about this at USC. He has flipped exactly zero recruits who he did not already have committed to Oklahoma. So this guy was going to come in and change the landscape of. Well, yeah, he might flip some because or because of Mario. That's because Mario leaving. But if Mario didn't leave, he was flipping zero Oregon guys to hey, USC look, in California. Weather's been great. Maybe he was hanging at the beach. Uh, Maybe that's it. He's doing, you know, he's doing the Dan Patrick and the Colin Coward man. He's just living the LA lifestyle. I'm sure, he's going to have a. Is there an award show this weekend? He's going to be at. I don't know. Maybe we'll start one for him. Uh, just make make the Lincoln Riley Awards. The Rileys. Are you going to be the tandem, first? Tandem are you going to be the first USC home game this year? I say that every year that I will be, and then uh, see previous on the three kids. We'll see. Bring the kids. Yeah. What What's better than a, than a, than a drive uh, up the? What will you take the like the the four hundred five to the to the ten to go to a, to go to the Coliseum? What's better than that on a Saturday? And, uh, pretty much everything is better than that. <laughs> you know what's not better than that? Driving down the five for seven hours by yourself while your wife trolls you on Instagram. That's what's not she better, She made it seem like you were the worst dad of all time. Yeah, oh, I know. She put it out there for the whole world to see. And, and Jeff, you fell for it. But at least you know she's a real person and not a robot That's now. Awesome. So we've come a long way. We have come, we have come a long way. That was a, that was a valid. That was a valid. Still. <laughs> it was a valid thing that I thought. And I'm not stupid. But that, that uh, for those who don't get very quickly, his wife has the most beautiful English accent of <laughs> all time. If they're listening now, they know it. Oh, they've, they've been here the, for a while. The most, the most beautiful English accent. And we had this old show back in the day when she read the gambling lines. And at the final show of the year, we did a live show in New York City. And I said to someone like, is, is the computer going to show up? <laughs> and they're like, no, no, it's Gabe's wife. I go, it's not Gabe's wife. We're talking about. And lo and behold, it was your wife. So... Um, it just was the reason why I thought it was that because you guys did it so perfectly with how she said everything and then you included it into like into things. So, yeah, I'm, I'm an well, idiot. Jeff, can I offer you a, a very special treat right now? Is she going to pop, pop on? Uh, George, would you just say, uh, however you see fit, um, that Jeff's got a great show on Thursday. He's going to be making picks with Matt Ford and uh, he's going to have a really great week. <laughs> That's a lot of words to say. Jeff has a really great show on Thursday. Matt Ford is awesome. Yeah. What was the other thing? That's it. Just That's that. It. Yeah, that was it. Oh, and I'm not a robot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Yeah, see? See? That's too perfect. I thought it was a robot. So that's <laughs> uh that's the story. Um, all right. You all made right, me smile at the very end. This is a horrible night until just now. Yeah. Thank so you. good. There you go. We ended with with some fun. If, if you're here for the 52nd minute of whatever how long the show is, it's midnight. I'm going to sleep. Uh, we'll talk to you guys Thursday. The, the Patriots, by the way, cost us our winning week. So we're two and three, which is just our NFL season. It's going to be that way. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday. No college games unless we want to do Army-Navy this week. Uh, but uh, we'll full NFL slate. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday, guys. Have a great one. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.